You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Marlins Nation, on this second day of April. Thanks for making Marlins Rewind a part of your day. I'm Steven Strom. The fish fell to the Mets 6-2 yesterday at Lone Depot Park. Marlins now sit a game under 500 at 1-2. and two. But the beauty of baseball, and there's another chance today and an opportunity to split this four-game series with the Mets. Before we go to Kyle, we're going to add this segment to the podcast, What Did We Learn? And we learned that Luis Arise may be the best leadoff hitter in baseball, four for five yesterday. It's not even about the hits for me. He just creates headaches for pitchers, doesn't swing at bad pitches, doesn't strike out either. Seven for 12 to start this season. Folks, that's 583 on the batting average. What a way to start his season. All right, let's get back to Kyle Seeloff. He's going to tell the story. Here is the voice of your Marlins to give us a recap, Kyle Seeloff. For listening to Miami Marlins Baseball, brought to you in part by AutoNation, the official automotive retailer of the Miami Marlins, and Valley Sports Florida, the heart of the fan and the home of the Marlins. With the 10th inning show, here's Kyle Seeloff. Well, the Marlins and the Mets are exchanging wins and losses through three games in this four-game weekend series. The New York Mets come out victorious in Game 3 by a final score of 6-2 to two on this Saturday Legacy Red Night at Lone Depot Park in Miami. For the Mets tonight, they get six runs on 12 hits, no errors, and 12 men left on base. And for the Miami Marlins, they get a couple of runs on 10 hits with no errors. They leave 10 men on base and as we bring Rod, ba- Rod Allen back into the fold here uh, Tyler McGill beats Andrew Nardi before we take a look at the highlights Rod and we, as we kind of wrap this thing up uh, let's start on the mound Edward Cabrera four innings couple of runs all earned two hits uh, six walks so that was a career high and a little uncharacteristic for the right hander tonight yeah it really was and let's chalk it up to nerves today even though he pitched in the big leagues last year and pitched against some really good teams uh, for whatever reason, that very first start, there's some nerves attached to it, and he pitched like he was nervous today. He threw 85 pitches, and he only threw 40 strikes, so he was not in the strike zone the entire evening, and you can't just continue to give Mets opportunities. Sooner or later, they're going to capitalize. And as we continue on with the pitching staff here this evening, Andrew Nardi struggled. He came into the ball game in the fifth. The Marlins took a 2-1 to lead after the second. Nick Fortes, and again, we'll hear all the highlights coming up here, but Fortes hit the big two-run homer uh, that gave the Marlins a two-to-one lead. Mets got one back in the fourth and the fifth inning. Andrew Nardi relieving Edward Cabrera uh, really couldn't hang on, ran into all sorts of troubles, a lot of couple of doubles in a single, kind of a tough night for Nardi, who struggled last year with the Marlins, very impressed by what they saw this spring. You know, that first double that he gave up was to McNeil, and it was a bloop double that Wendell nor Escobar nor De La Cruz could corral and ended up with a double. So that's kind of where it started for him, but that's just a characteristic of the Mets' offense. How many bloop singles did they get today? How many did they fight off the opposite right. way? That's what they do, and that's exactly what the Marlins have started to do as well. But Nardi didn't have it today for sure. thought it was really good to see Matt Barnes come into this ball game and uh, work a clean top of the six. And most importantly to me, I know the Marlins lose this ball game 6-2 to two tonight, but Braxton Garrett goes three innings for the Marlins. He allows a couple of runs on six hits, no walks, and one strikeout. That gives the Marlins every opportunity, along with Skip Schumacher, to go 
with a loaded bullpen into Sunday's finale in this series. You know, I hope uh, Braxton doesn't lose his confidence because really he pitched well enough last year to be in the rotation this year. But unfortunately, the Marlins have one of the best staffs in all of baseball. So unfortunately for Braxton, he's going to have to learn how to do something that he really doesn't have a lot of experience doing, and that's pitching out of the bullpen. But I still like his stuff, and you're absolutely right. He did save the bullpen, but that's usually what long guys do. They come in when your team's not necessarily winning, right. and they give you a bunch of innings. They save your bullpen. Again, he, he may very well have just given the Marlins an opportunity to beat the Mets tomorrow and uh, hopefully for the Marlins close uh, this four-game series out uh, with a victory and split this four-game set. Now on the offensive side of things tonight, Rod, uh, I don't know what more there is to say about Luis Arise at this point. He uh, he now has seven hits in his first 12 at-bats as a Miami Marlin. He was four for five tonight with four singles. Unselfish. He's an unselfish player. One of his hits today up the middle, man, he hit the ball off his shoe tops. It was a breaking ball at the bottom of the strike zone against the starter, Tyler McGill. He flipped the ball into the outfield for a solid single, but I just love his approach, and I know that his approach is going to rub off on a lot of these Miami Marlins hitters at how unselfish he is, how with two strikes he fights off pitches, and he drives the ball the other way. There were four other Marlins that had a hit in this ball game tonight. The biggest hit of the night was Nick Fortes's two-run homer in the bottom of the second inning. Look, this is a guy Skip Schumacher said. He very much could see this as a 50-50 split or close to it with Jacob Stallings. Fortes, who caught Edward Cabrera all but, I believe it was five innings last season, caught him tonight. Uh, but outside of that, his offense starting back-to-back -back games, the big two-run homer, um, that's really good to see, and he's an important piece of this offense, Nick Fortes, when he's playing. His uh, offense plays at this level, and not only does his offense play, but he's gotten really good defensively. Uh, that's what Donnie Mattingly wanted him to do a couple of years ago when he got sent out of spring training. He wanted to go down to the minors and work on his game call calling. He wanted him to work, work on his blocking. He did all of that, and when he came up last year, he showed that he was a different player, and that's why he made this roster again this year, and that's why he's going to get some meaningful innings again this season because he can really hit and he can also catch on the way out the door here talk to me about trevor rogers going opposite of kodai sango a lot of mets fans have their eyes on this ball game tomorrow a lot of marlins fans have their eye on this ball game in particular with trevor rogers really struggled last season marlins need a big bounce back junior campaign from trevor well he's going to have to have some confidence in his fastball he lost confidence in his fastball last year and right-handed hitters hit him at a three plus clip i mean they really clobbered him last year so buckshaw walsh is going to have a lot of righties in there tomorrow so it's going to be up to trevor to throw strike one get ahead then he can get to the two seamer then he can get to his breaking ball then he can get to his change up but first and foremost he's got to pound that strike zone early all right, first pitch scheduled for 140 tomorrow afternoon. Rodgers versus Senga, lefty-righty matchup on the mound. Uh, we'll be on the air at 110. Rod Allen, I will see you bright and early tomorrow morning. All right, ball. See you later. Thank All right, you. That's Rod Allen. Let's take a look at the highlights from this ball game tonight. We were scoreless until the top of the second inning when Omar Narvaez came to the plate for the, net, uh, the Mets and gave him a 1-0 lead. 0-1 pitch is hit high in the air to right field. Sanchez is going to circle under the baseball. At third is Canna. He's going to tag. He'll try to score. Here comes a throw in towards the plate, and it gets away from Fortes. Canna just banged into Nick Fortes at the plate, who's on his hands and knees. The New York Mets have a 1-0 lead. That was a sacrifice fly by Omar Narvaez. Edward Cabrera is standing off. So it was an early 1-0 lead for the Mets, but it wouldn't stand for long until Nick Fortes came to bat in the bottom of the second inning with a man on base. 
Three and one the count to Nick Fortes. The pitch is swung on and hit high in the air. Deep to left field. Come on, baby. Get going. It's two to one Miami. I guess Nick's okay. I guess Nick's okay. All right. Uh, Fortes's first long ball of the season. He hit nine all of last season. His two-run shot uh, gave the Marlins a two-to-one lead after two innings. Unfortunately, that was it for the Marlins this afternoon. The Mets would level this thing at two apiece when Omar Narvaez came back to bat in the fourth eliminates some of that. There's a line drive into left field. That's a base knock for Omar Narvaez, who has plated both New York Met runs here in this Saturday night ball game. We've got ourselves a 2-2 game here in the fourth. And four innings was all for Edward Cabrera this afternoon. Uh, he uh, is not on the receiving or the losing end of this ball game. Uh, Cabrera goes four innings, a couple of runs, two earned. Two hits, six walks, and two strikeouts. Andrew Nardi came into the ball game in the fifth, and Pete Alonzo gave the Mets the lead. Appearances, 2-1 pitches, ripped down the left field line. That's a fair ball, rolling towards the corner. Pete Alonzo has given the New York Mets a 3-2 lead. Alonzo swaps places with McNeil. Back-to-back -back doubles the lead off the top of the fifth inning for the heart of this New York Mets batting order. And after Daniel Vogelback bounced out, one unassisted, Mark Canna gave the Mets a little more cushion. First pitch is in the air, shallow right field, sinking fast, base hit. Jesus Sanchez cuts the baseball off. It's an RBI single for Mark Canna, and the Mets lead this ball game 4-2. But they weren't done. That would be plenty in this ball game tonight. And that was, uh, I had seen just about enough for Mark Canna, uh, but he wasn't done. Seventh inning rolled around Braxton Garrett in his first inning of work. Canna came back to bat with nobody on and two out. The play stood. 0-2 pitches hammered high and deep. Left center field. Chisholm's going back. He's out of the warning track. He's at the wall, and this baseball is gone. Mark Canna has given the New York Mets a 5-2 lead here at the top of the seventh. He hit 13. And just for good measure, the Mets would get one more in the ninth. Couple of men on base. Starling Marte off the bench, pinch hitting for Buck Showalter. A couple of multi-hit performances to open up the season for Marte. Here he bangs the ball into right center field. This might play a couple of more. That's off the wall in right center field. The Marlins catch a break. That's an automatic double that skips over the wall. Alonzo will easily score and automatically from second base. Tommy Pham will have to hold up at third. But Starling Marte has given the New York Mets a 6-2 lead here in the ninth. And that would be plenty for the Metsies on this Saturday night in Miami. They beat the Marlins by a final score of 6-2. And again, taking a look at the box score, we'll start first offensively for the Marlins. It was a great day for Luis Arise. I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, Marlins trade Pablo for Luis Arise, and is it paying big dividends early? And Pablo's fantastic. Marlins have terrific pitching. They wanted to upgrade the offense. Arise came into this game three for seven through his first two games as a Marlin. And what does he do today? Oh, just four singles. He was four for five at the plate. Uh, Fortes, again, gave the Marlins a two-to-one lead in the second inning. Mets took the uh, lead for good in the fifth. They tied it in the fourth. Uh, unfortunately, uh, just not a whole lot of offense for the Marlins today. And again, as you take a look at the box score, uh, you hate to highlight what the Marlins have done with runners in scoring position, uh, but they were 0 for 7 today. And as it stands now, the Marlins are now 3 for 22 with runners in scoring position. 
through the first three games this season. And for the Mets, they came in two for 13 through the first two games, but they were a little bit better today. They were four for 15 with runners in scoring position. They, too, left 12 on base, but uh, they did enough, and they did plenty this afternoon. They actually scored six runs on 12 hits this afternoon. They had six runs on 12 total hits in the first two games of this four-game weekend series. Uh, on the mound, again, for the Marlins, Cabrera, four innings of work, gave up a couple of runs. Nardi gives up a couple of runs and an inning of work. Good to see Matt Barnes with uh, a clean inning. Uh, let's see, that was the sixth. Barnes came on in the sixth, allowed a hit, but got himself a strikeout. Uh, he'll be a big piece of the Marlins' bullpen this season. And Braxton Garrett, uh, as the long man in the Marlins' pen, went three innings this afternoon, allowed a couple of runs. He allowed six hits, uh, but it was all said and done. Uh, Braxton Garrett throws 46 pitches, 34 for strikes. Really, you could say very, very effective. I know he allowed a couple of runs, but I'm telling you, he may very well have saved the Marlins' bullpen and put them in a position to win tomorrow afternoon's 140 matinee and to wrap up this four-game opening series this season against the New York Mets. With five strikeouts tonight, $125 have been donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Mets win it 6-2 in Game 3 of this four-game weekend series. They have a two-games-to-one series lead. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll see what's happening throughout the rest of Major League Baseball and the American League portion of the out-of-town scoreboard. And stay with us. We'll hear from the manager, Skip Schumacher, coming up shortly on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. All right, we appreciate it, Kyle. Let's head down and listen to Skip Schumacher following the 6-2 loss yesterday to the New York Mets. Led to those struggles? Uh, yeah, he thought, um, you know, his body was just lagging behind his arm and just couldn't get right. Um, obviously, first pitch strikes weren't there and six walks. I think that's probably a career high, if I'm not mistaken, and, um, you know, leadoff walks, too. So, you know, just an off night for him. Um, but, you know, some of those, those starts happen. No, all the pitchers are different, but all of them struggling with the walks here early. Do you think that maybe... The First start of the year, jitters, pushing a little bit too hard might have a little something to do with it, or you think it's more? Yeah, this is the big leagues. And so, um, you know, we, we preach, you know, your stuff plays in the zone. We've been preaching that in spring training, you know, throw strikes um, and let our defense play. And so, yeah, we've, we've walked some guys. There's also some good hitters on the other side that are taking some good at-bats um, and kind of forcing that also to happen. So kind of a combination of a good offense on the other side and our guys just not, um, you know, cabby throwing strikes right now. So um, he's in the zone. He's really good. He knows that. Um, we just got to get him back in the zone. Offensively, you guys have had your opportunities, not able to cash in. What are you seeing? Um, yeah, I mean, every time I look up, a rise is on base. Um, so that's nice. Um, yeah, just, you know, kind of that big hit. We just haven't got that big hit to kind of keep it going. And But that's okay. I, I really feel good about the at-bats that we're taking, um, you know, double-digit hits. And um, I just like the, the at-bats going the other way. And uh, Fortez, another nice night. And uh, Cooper's still taking good at-bats. So, you know, I up and down the lineup, I'm, um, you know, pretty comfortable to say that, you know, that the at-bats have been, been really good overall the first three games. Um, yeah, just to piggyback off that, just what do you think it takes for that big hit? When, and when guys are on, do you see guys? Great question. Yeah. I'd love to find out. Yeah, I think my, even in my career, I would have liked to have known what it, you know, what it takes. I think it's just, um, 
you know, everybody goes up there thinking they're going to get a hit. It's not, you know, lack of confidence. You know, they're prepared. Um, our hitting guys prepares them. It's just we just haven't done it yet. It's three games in. So um, we face some good pitching, and um, they've made good pitches at the right time. I'd say we're probably chasing a little bit too much in the 3-2 count. Um, if, that, if I could, you know, find one thing that, you know, we got to maybe think about is that 3-2 count out of the zone. We're kind of chasing a little bit more than – than we should be right now but um other than that you know as far as scoring position we're st- we're staying on the ball hitting it the other way and using the big part of the field still and um you know so it's it's not lack of effort it's just we just haven't come through yet i guess there's instances too where i guess like the lindor play deep in the hole that's good contact i forgot which battery might yeah Dela cruz yeah yeah, yeah it was mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's um lindor's a good player this again it, it, i mean that sneaks through and you know, then you know we're having a different discussion right now. But um, again, it's a good at bat. Um, you know, one hop in the hole makes a good play against Dela. So uh, yeah, we just we haven't pushed through yet. But it's, I still feel really good about you know who we have going up there. Fifth inning, the Wendell Segura collision on the McNeil pop up fly ball. What did you see there? Who did you hope would go for that, or is that just sort of? A- Hoping one guy calls for it, or no, you're not going to call for that one. You hope for one guy catches it. Um, either one of them. It's a tough spot. You know, CG was in a little bit because of McNeil. Um, you have to guard against the bunt, and um, you know Joey's pushed a little bit up the middle, kind of in that Bermuda Triangle. He placed it perfectly. Um, both guys, you know, gave good effort on it, and um, you know, kind of started that that inning. Um, but. Yeah, he just placed it perfectly. There's nothing you can do. Again, it wasn't lack of effort. They both went after it the right way. Luckily, no one got seriously hurt. Do you have a comp for Nick Fortes, a catcher he might remind you of as you've seen over the years? No, not yet. I, you know, it's just limited at bats still for me. Um, but it's just a uh, it's tough to find offensive catchers. It really is. And, um, you know, the way he's going about it defensively, too, has been – I mean, he made a great play, you know, on that kind of swinging bunt. <laughs> Um, you know, sliding and threw him out. Um, so it's not just the offensive side. It's he's doing a really good job throwing a guy out already. So um, you know he's he's trending up. Uh, Braxton three innings to basically hold hold him down there and then save the bullpen for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, he did a good job. It's why he's out out here and um, you know he. He saved us. He got to, you know, get to the back end bullpen, got to come out. And, um, you know, we got to face Ottavino. Not that I want to face Ottavino or Robertson, but, um, you know, you don't want the game to get out of hand. You, you want to be in the game still and have him keep us in the game. And um, and that's what he did. And uh, we just couldn't, you know, in fact, couldn't push anything across. The ninth inning, the, the play at third with Segura, you and, and Bob went to talk with the, with the arms. What explanation they gave you in, in that moment? Yeah, it's just conversation about um, you know the timing of of when he called timeout. Um, you know, obviously already used a challenge. It's ninth inning. I get that part, but just you know when he called the timeout. Um, my understanding is you got to do it right away. It wasn't done right away, so just a conversation that you know we're having back and forth on on kind of the rule. Again, these are all these rules are new. Um, just like when I was waiting for the challenge and. Um, you know, trying to figure out if we were going to challenge or not. I was going to challenge, thought about it. They were going back and forth kind of in the replay room, and uh, time ran out on me. So um, it's just, you know, if it ran out on me, then, you know, I want to know about the other side as well. And so, again, three games in, we're trying to figure it out all together. All right, we're all together in this, I should say. And, um, you know, we're, that was just the conversation. 
And that was your manager, Skip Schumacher, following the 6-2 loss to the New York Mets. All right, let's get the vibes up. We cannot wait to have you aboard for the final game of the four-game series between the Mets and Marlins for a Sunday afternoon scrum at Lone Depot Park on the Marlins Radio Network. Wake up in the morning, make your eggs, your pancakes, your Cheerios, drink your cafecito, whatever you do in the morning. The good news is just a couple of hours later, you've got baseball in the early afternoon. Marlins on deck with me, Steven Strom, kicks off at 110. First pitch with Rod Allen and Kyle Seeloff is at 140 as the Marlins wrap up their first series of the season with the New York Mets. First time we'll see the lefty Trevor Rogers. Make sure to follow at Marlins Radio on Twitter. We hope to have you join us. Let's flip the M together, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rewinding with us on the Marlins Rewind podcast. This is the Marlins Radio Network driven by AutoNation.